Welcome to the 200% Life Podcast, your weekly insights to spiritual growth and business success with Adam Hergenrother and Hallie Warner. You know, it's really interesting with uh, any type of behavioral change that you have uh, or any type of uh, new result somebody is looking for in their life, whether it be a spiritual result, whether it be a business result, whether it be in leadership, whether it be in coaching uh, your kids or coaching a family member or through a tough challenge. You know, um, a lot of what people are really looking to do is build better habits. And I think that's one of the, um, I, I think people don't realize how much of their life is actually habitual. And I think it was, it was like, I think it's somewhere around 40 or 50% of your day is driven by subconscious habits, which really means that you're just not conscious of it. I mean, if you actually, you know, I think I knew the word like subconscious, like I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure I knew it, but I didn't, I don't know why I didn't think about it to this degree of like, it's really subconscious, meaning that like you are unconscious of the decisions that are happening in our lives. Yeah. I don't think that um, we're, I mean, we're definitely not taught about habits when we're younger i mean there's a couple of things that you're probably like we should be teaching told that in school, to by the do way. yeah like these are your chores or these are your you know you have to do these things every day but there wasn't i don't think taught in the context of habits and why it's important to develop them yeah well why is it important to develop habits uh <laughs> nobody taught me <laughs> <laughs> um why is it important to develop habits well um, I mean, ha- to me, the initial thing is habits lead to discipline. No, yeah. discipline <laughs> discipline leads to habits, but habits lead to a disciplined life, if you will, or to me, like a more structured life. Um, and here's the thing. we all ha- we, You're right. We all have habits. So when a lot of time, I think when people say habits, they think um, they subconsciously are thinking good habits. Yes. Like habits has this connotation that it's a good thing. Yes. But the majority of us, like you said, that forty to fifty, that forty to fifty percent of our life is made up of habits. I would say, like ninety percent of that are habits that aren't necessarily helping us live our best life. It's almost as if, like, you have to ask the question of, like, who is leading your life? Are you consciously leading it, or is there an unconscious part of you that is leading it? Right. I mean, for like your habits, right? Your habits are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, like you, like you were referring to people do have a lot of bad habits. So as an example, I don't know why I always think of this one. Like if you get home from like, I, I, I do this, like, and one of the habits that I had originally was when I would walk home, I used to like walk in and like grab like a bag of like rice crisp chips or something that was somewhat healthy. In fact, in probably earlier in my life, I ate something that wasn't nearly as healthy as that. Right. And I can see this with my kids. They come home and they instantly, whether it's, they want to go for their iPads, um, or they want to grab a certain, it's almost like they, they get triggered by these unconscious habits and they grab it. And so for me, like it was also, I wanted to change. I like coming home and I'm usually hungry, but it was also like a habit of like, I want to snack on something I just Mm -hmm. do. And so now I switched it to like, like a certain amount of cucumbers and hummus that are there. It satisfies that, that habit, but it's still there. And I think we don't, we, I don't think we would consider that a habit, right? Like you, when you, if somebody says, what are your habits? They wouldn't go, Hey, when I walk in the door, uh, the first thing I do is grab a bag of chips, right? Like yeah. that's most people aren't, I don't think they're aware of those conscious habits. No. Unconscious habits. Yeah. The unconscious yeah habits. No, they're, they're definitely not. Um, and, and I, I guess what's the difference between a habit and a routine? Because that to me is like, that's just your routine. Your routine is you probably get, you know, you get up at the same time every single day. You do. Well, isn't that a habit though? Well, I, I don't know. What's the difference between the two words? 
I don't, I don't, you're the, you're the intellect here. Like <laughs> you're supposed to, look, to know the to difference between it. Um, but yeah, they seem very, but they're definitely used in different, I think in different ways. So it would be interesting to see like, what are the, what's the actual definition of the two of them? Um, I'd argue that they're, they're both the same. The same. Yeah. I'm I mean, sure there's a slight, they're similar. Yes. I'm sure yeah. there's slight variations of what the actual definition is. Yeah. Maybe routine is more something you just, you kind of fall in line with, but a routine is a habit. Like that's, yeah. that's why it's there. Yeah. And you build upon it. So, I mean, if we think about habits and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because anytime somebody wants to do some certain change in their life, you've got to be, you've got to have a process to actually how to build habits. If there's any habit that I would teach my kids or teach anybody, I think it's the habit of building habits. And I think the, when somebody is confident and think about this in your own life, I'm curious to get your answer. When somebody's confident in their life, I think what they're really saying is that I'm confident enough to build the habits that I need in order to succeed at whatever I'm putting my energy on. I think that's almost, and then they wouldn't say it like that, but it's almost like I'm willing to go through the pain and discomfort of building a new habit or building a new structure or building a routine. It's really building the habit or using the discipline long enough to build a habit mm-hmm. in order to succeed at whatever level that I'm doing it. That could be a, I'm going to build the discipline to start meditating until it becomes a habit, right? I'm going to build the discipline and I'm willing to go through the pain and suffering because let's be real, building habits, and we'll get into this in a little bit, but building habits is hard work. It actually sucks, right? Like building a new habit is very challenging. Yeah, and I mean, I guess we could argue either way, but building a new habit and breaking el- eliminating one. a bad habit or breaking one aren't, while I think you can use similar tactics, they're not quite the same. And I actually don't know which one is. I think it's different for different people. Some, some For some people, it's easier to break a bad habit than it is to, to form a new one. Yeah. Well, conceptually, first you have to understand that, every, like we always talk about this a lot that everything matters but just everything doesn't matter equally Mm -hmm. and I think that's so important the reason why we start with that and we bring it up is because if you believe that everything matters equally then you'll try to build habits around everything which you can't really do right you can't know everything can't have everything can't do everything so you actually have to figure out how do you actually build habits around the things that matter the most and then then when if so if golf doesn't matter to you as much, you're not going to build a habit around golfing every day to get better. If you happen to golf, you just accept whatever the result is and you have fun doing it. Mm-hmm. I think too many people are trying to f- believe or bought into this concept that everything matters equally. It just doesn't. It doesn't matter in your personal life and it doesn't matter in business. Let's just call that together life. Yeah. There's there's priorities that you have in your life or there's things that you have determined that are more important to you. And those are the things you want to be build really good habits around, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, building a habit of being able to build habits is one of the most important things because then you can direct it to whatever it is that you want to do. You want to learn a new sport, you need discipline to do it. I think when you backtrack that, building a new habit or having the habit of building a new habit mm-hmm. comes in powerful because you're able to actually have the discipline long enough to build these different habits. I know you're going to look it up. <laughs> well, um, Devin, being amazing as she yes. is, just texted me the definitions of of them. The, the definition of a habit is the impulse to do a behavior with little or no, no conscious thought. Um, meanwhile, a routine is a series of behaviors repeated frequently. The main difference between habits and routines is how much aware and intentional you are. Mm. A habit usually manifests manifests itself as an automatic urge to do something often triggered by a particular cue. The stronger the connection between the trigger and the habit, the more ingrained the habit. In contrast, routines require deliberate practice, making your bed in the morning, going to the gym, going for a hike, 
meditating are all routines that require to keep an on consciously practicing them or they eventually die out. So the main difference is the conscious versus unconscious. And so when we want to create new habits, what we're really doing is creating routines because that is conscious. So when you think about the, the power of habits though, and I think it's, it's kind of important for people to remember that most habits are learned. They're not instinctual. Right. I think a lot of people have this idea that they were either born that way. I'm not saying you don't have a nature or tendency towards certain things, but the reality is the habits that people have built that are unconscious, they're not they're learned at some level. You read something, you inherited it, you just started doing it a certain way. Yeah, you you weren't born um, getting up at 5 a.m. and looking at your cell phone. Yes, that's, ex- that's exactly that's right. That's a habit. Yes, that's exactly right, yeah. And so again, I think, so the, the, the reason why we bring that up is important because it also means that you can learn any habit. And create a routine. And create a routine around those things that gives you the discipline long enough to, to live a disciplined life so you can actually have freedom. That's if right. you're talking about the freedom and like whether it's like financial freedom, because think about it, if you want financial freedom, it requires discipline on your spending to have financial freedom unless you just happen to have a tremendous amount of money given to you at mm-hmm. some point. If you don't do that, that's why people that build businesses and make a lot of money can handle hundreds of millions or billions of dollars versus somebody who wins the lottery and can't because they haven't built the habits around or the mindset around actually understanding how to handle that level of money. I can just think about when we first started in business, like a $5,000 expense was extraordinary. And I was like, wow, that's so much money. And then, you know, of course, then they start adding zeros and it's just almost like 5,000 is, it's not an ill and not, it's not that it's not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's just as your business grows, those numbers become almost irrelevant to a certain extent. Well, your perspective, your perspective changes. It does. And I think that's part of, of how you, you think about that. Um, and, and part of with our, with our habits, the willpower is not on call, right? It's, it's what we really need, um, to build supportive habits, meaning that like your willpower, you can't just rely on willpower, uh, at all times throughout the day to make really good decisions. Right. Because if you think about it, it's like, I always use this example, but if you wake up in the morning when your willpower is the strongest, you most likely have the most ability to make the best decisions around the ideas that you have about your life. So as an example, like I could exercise or I could eat healthier or I could not drink or I could lead generate for a certain period of time or I could go have these particular meetings that I needed to have and have more energy towards them. You just have more willpower to guide yourself and and put that energy towards building those new habits for most of us. Mm -hmm. Again, there is a subset of the population, I think it's less than 10% that actually do better at night, but most of us do better in the morning, which is why if you look at the most successful leaders that are out there, they all have built habitual morning routines because it sets them up for the day. And they also know they have their strongest power during that time to direct themselves to do the things that may be harder later on or more hard later on. Yeah, this is, I think, something that I've always uh, probably resisted, the whole morning thing. But I think that, and I don't know if this came from like the whole hustle culture that's been around for, I don't know, the past 10 years or so. But basically this is the messaging that I got ingrained in my head was if you don't get up at 5 a.m., then you're not going to be successful and or you're a lazy, unsuccessful person if you don't get up at 5 a.m. But what I've learned, and it could be just sort of like my personal perspective shift or um, just looking at different leaders and different people's version of success, I just also want to say to people who are listening that it doesn't have to be 5 a.m., but I do agree with you in the whole morning routine part, but there are so many people that I follow who are building these really successful businesses that they have morning routines 
but their version of getting up early is 6.30 or 7. Yes. Or but 8. They, yeah, but they still have these great yes. morning routines, but it doesn't need to be, you know, 5 in the morning. Yes. 5.15, wh- whatever it is. And I think I personally am finally accepting that, but the whole point being it's there is still a routine and a habit, like a habit and routine there. It's just a little bit less emphasizing less emphasis on what time it what is. time yeah. and in dictating whether or not you are going to be a successful person it's funny because i never thought about it like that um, oh i really think that that's the messaging that's out really? there yeah i that's talked to weird. people at project you about this um last week and they're like completely agree that's funny um yeah that there's like this like hard i think for a while there was like this hardcore messaging that like you know, who could get up the earliest and, you know, get the most like done by 9 a.m. Yeah. I think yeah. for uh, for me, it's just the only time that I have yeah, to be for some able people, to do that's it, true, right? Yeah. Because, like, your family kicks in, yeah. and that's why, like, it automatically has put in the position that, like, I needed to get totally. up early. If you have the flexibility to do it, then that may that may change, right? Like, in terms of, like, building it. It's almost irrelevant. Like, I actually yeah. said this yesterday on one of the calls. It's, it, it, even if you're doing the habits at night, it doesn't matter as long as they happen in a 24-hour period that actually supports you the best. Yeah, yeah. And so like so whatever true. that is, is whatever the habit needs, there is a there is a some form of, of self-leadership of habits that you're building mm-hmm. that sets you up either for whether you're doing that at night or whether you're doing that during the morning. I say morning, whether that's 4 a.m. or whether that's 8 a.m. It's almost irrelevant as long as you're getting the things done. I, I forget which author I was listening to. It wasn't James Clear, but it was, uh, uh, I forget who it was. Uh, anyways, they were, he was having a discussion and he, he, they were basically saying that his schedule was, he got up at seven or six thirty or seven. He had like breakfast, like he was kind of walking it through it. Like his, he's a coffee connoisseur. And then he started his day around nine and yeah. it was from like his first block was from like nine or maybe it was, I could be wrong. I, it was either nine or nine thirty, but it was later on in the day. He's basically mm-hmm. like, I don't, he was basically saying the same thing. Like I don't yeah. get up early, but he, he, he stayed up a little later and they tended to do like and read at night and they stayed, I think he stayed up to like 10 or 1030 and just kind of changed his cycle around. I actually met a, uh, a really successful, uh, massive contractor. It was an HVAC is what they did. And they, they basically ran the, the um, Northwest uh, Pacific area. And I forget how many employees they had. But they were walking me through his routine. If, do you remember this? Mm-hmm, uh, for what yeah. it was. He um, essentially, I think he would show up at the office at 10. He would work until about 5 or 5.30. Go home. Uh, eat dinner with his family and then go back to the office from nine to midnight. Mm. And that was like his routine. And he did it. And it sounded so foreign to me. But that was like, and it worked. For, I mean, he wildly successful in terms of that that avenue but it was either 10 or 11 that he show up at the office but he is funny he still did that morning routine there it still had that kind of like he still got up he exercised or whatever it was that he would do before 10, before 10 or 11 yeah. and he would show up at the office late yeah but then he would come back in after dinner to his office for like three hours and that was kind yeah. of his routine so the the point of all of this is like this is why you just need to build your own habits and and then you know if you have a uh, the availability to have a lifestyle that you can support or 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 a job that gives you that flexibility to be able to do that. If you don't, I would highly recommend putting in a habit of getting up early, not for the sake to telling people you get up early, but for the sake of getting up early to actually do the work that you're doing. Yeah. If you're getting up early to post on Instagram that you're getting up early, you're probably doing it for the wrong reasons, right? Mm-hmm. If you're getting up early to actually work on yourself and do the things to have space, it's different. You don't need to tell anybody. You're just doing it because you're, you're, you're actually doing it and because it's benefiting you. 
That's the power of habits. Some food for thought around habits, though, as we think about these, is breaking habits is, is, is sucks and it's hard. It's just you have to lean into it. And what happens is from... Um, uh, from like a like a neurological perspective, the, the analogy that I always visualize is like if you had a hose with a very strong handle on it and it created a very tight stream of water coming out and you started plying that to your grass, what's going to happen? It's going to create a divot or Yeah, it's going to create a start. Yeah. It's almost going to create like a, like a, a carved yeah. pathway yeah. in the lawn. And if you keep it there long enough, it just it goes on and it starts getting deeper and deeper and creating a natural flow, which, which is how rivers are naturally born. And then of course, lakes are there too as well. The same thing, like everything in our body is electrical energy. Everything is like, I don't care. You can bring in anybody and they'll tell you that everything's electrical energy inside you, right? So what happens is we actually carve out these neural pathways in our brains. And so that's why when you smoke cigarettes, the, the, the nicotine carves a habit uh, and serotonin flows through it easier. Um, and so what happens when you, when you don't have it for a while, it's almost like, it feels like there's a, it needs this like a vacuum there that like it starts to withdraw from there being water in the river. And so it starts to like almost feel like a drought. The same thing with a habit that's formed is that the energy flows easier through that habit. So you get that feeling of it being easier to do. It's like, it's like all of a sudden you come home and you grab it. It's just, it's easier to do the habit because it doesn't take any more energy to get outside of that groove. And so if you're in that groove, Within there, every it just it, that's why breaking a habit is challenging, is because you've got this groove that's this neural pathway that's carved out, and it's much easier for electricity to flow in there. Same thing if you had, all of a sudden had a wire that was connected into you know your outlet. Wires electricity is harnessed through an electrical wire and plugged in to give you electricity. If there was a short circuit in that, it wouldn't give you hardly any energy or very low energy, and it would be circuiting out somewhere else there creating it much more difficult to get the full energy source. So that's why when you start to break it, it's almost like there's, there's, you're, you're withdrawing it from an area that's wanting the energy to come through it, right? And trying to create a new neural pathway. But over time, you actually end up creating a neural pathway for the habit that you built. So I don't care what the habit is, right? Like it could be lead generation. Like people in our industry, I say lead generation, like your, your sales calls, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you can build a habit so that builds up so strong that it feels weird or off if you don't actually do that the same thing with exercise or meditation or telling your kids that you love them or going on a date night with your partner all these things become habits if you just didn't do it you would just be off a little bit right or if you didn't take a shower you would feel off and you'd just be like off or if you didn't brush your teeth like you would feel off because you're used to these different things if you put your pants on with a different leg tomorrow it would feel off because it takes more energy to think about what you're actually doing which going back to what you were saying before, the definition of habit is unconscious. Right. So it's almost like the goal, the goal even with putting, yeah, discipline, structure, routine is ultimately to have a life of habits, basically, that are supportive of the life yeah. that you want. So it's like really turning the routine, maybe routine isn't another word for structure, discipline into habits because obviously I would prefer to be doing a lot of it I don't know maybe what your thoughts are, but I'd rather be doing a lot of these things unconsciously without having to have so much energy into, Absolutely. should That's I work out point. today or yes. should I not work out today? You know, and when am I going to do it rather than just doing it? Doing it. Like the pull is so strong to go work out. You just go do it. Even though the mind may jump in there and say, ah, you can do this, take this off, but you just go do it because yeah. the pull is strong enough, right? To, to make right, sure that you're doing it. Other things in your life that you can think of, like brushing your teeth or like you said, the way, which like you put your pants on first. Like those are just habits. Yeah, exactly. And remember any of the, like, 
weight loss, fitness, productivity, leadership, marketing, writing, anything, there's no perfect program, mm-hmm. right? There's just not a perfect program to do it. It's, it's really, it's why like you could have a, a beautiful piece of, uh, you could have a beautiful calendar. If you're not following it, it doesn't matter how beautiful it is. It's yeah. like the actual program that works is the habit that you're building that supports you in the direction that you want to go. Mm-hmm. And again, I think leadership, right, is, is when we talked about, it's not an abstract term. Leadership is getting people into action that supports them in the organization for the betterment of the organization and for them. I mean, that's, that's building new habits and new results that you're looking for. And by the way, it's, you're not broken. It's not you. It's, it's your habits. Again, I, I, I see this with my kids. We've, we have limited structured time for how much time they can have with their iPhones uh, or they don't have phones, sorry, with their iPads yeah. uh, to be able to watch and we limit it and it cuts off after an hour. And then, you know what the funny thing is though? This is just a side tangent. Uh, we took a, like a, when we reset some of these boundaries because we got go around a few things, uh, especially during COVID, uh, around how much time they could have and it just yeah. kind of like, it just, we fell off the wagon there as parents and we just kind of allowed them to have it. And I was like, no more, like we're doing this. We actually reset. So they had no uh, iPads for, or any electronics except for like a show or a TV that we watched together or a movie as a family uh, for a week. And you know, what's funny is after about a day of them complaining, they actually found other things to do. Yeah. And they were, and I was, I'm looking, looking, I'm going like, man, like they just found other things to do. Like mm-hmm. we were watching The Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was such a great movie. And yeah. like, you know, uh, Will's real son, but plays his, yeah. you know, the, the Jaden, yeah, uh, in the movie. I'm like, look at, like he has no electronics. He's going around selling all these, you know, scanners and trying to do all this stuff. And like, like he just entertains himself. Like, and the same thing, like kids just like when they're off of it for a period of time, they actually end up going to find something else to do. It may take a day or two. It may yeah. it may take time, but it can be broken. I just you know mm-hmm. I just I see so many uh, like it's a big topic at least for my kids right now uh, mm-hmm. and, and with other parents of like well how do you what is your policing because then my kids will go to somebody else's house and they have no rules and they go and I go great well they also um, allow this or that or don't do this and so like you want it all or do you want to take pieces of their life right like and so we always kind of walk people back through there. Um, I can't remember the stat. Maybe you know what it is. That about um, kids on, I I think it's phones, maybe iPads, but I think definitely phones. Um, it like drastically impacts, uh, which I mean, it's like yeah, obviously you saw that study the, the mental, yeah. the men, the their mental health or like the mental health issues and are like so high when you start kids young on yeah. like I think it's phones mostly, but. Yeah. I'm sure it's iPads too. Yeah. It's mostly, it's, it's phones and yeah. social medias as for what mm. it is um, before eighth grade. Uh, it's yeah. really like the, the, they say after eighth grade, it certainly causes its own problems and that's different, yeah. but like the development of development, the brain yeah. Uh, yeah. actually is impacted dramatically. And basically the article that they're citing on this is like, we've been in a big social experiment for the last basically 20 years mm. and we're going to yeah. see the effects of what actually happens yeah. in like the next 10 or 15 years. Right. And your kids are right in the right in it, middle, right, middle right, of it, right yeah. In it. Which is why you know we also have a conscious choice to, you know, um, live where we do because it forces people to we get them outside. Like it forces them to we kind of force our kids to play sports. I didn't say force; they they don't have to anymore. But look, if you're a parent, there's not a time where you some one kid or another is like, I don't want to go to do this, and like you make them and they 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 go and exercise. They come back to perfectly better. This happens yeah. all the time with my daughter, my oldest one. She's like, yeah. literally, will like I don't want to go to the, to this, and then she goes and she's like, oh, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a, but it's because they they 
the thought of being on their iPad or doing something else is there, but once they go move and like it's changed or go jump in the river or whatever it is. Anyways, yeah. so um, no, ha- no, no habit is perfect. You're not broken again. It's habits. Um, by the way, if you get off track, you have to lean on habits to get back on track. And so the best way to, to think about this is if it, this is why I like morning, I'm not going to say a time, but just a morning routine mm-hmm. or whatever that is for you is so important because if you do get distracted at noon, which you're going to happen, you get lazy, you get distracted, whatever happens, you fall off. The next morning you're back on track. The habit puts you back on track. What you don't want to, what you don't want to do is make a mistake and then reward yourself with another mistake. Mm-hmm. And that's literally this DSM criteria called what the hell effect. And that's what you're doing is you're rewarding yourself with another mistake because as an example, if you're going out and you're going, today's Thursday, tomorrow's going to be a great Friday, I'm getting out early, be a half day, I'm going to go out to, I'm going to go have, you know, drinks with my friends, and then tomorrow morning I'm going to get up and hike or whatever it is on Saturday morning, and all of a sudden you go out and have with your friends, and next thing you know you're going, well, I've already had some drink, I'm going to have some dessert, and the next thing you know you have a piece of pizza later on because you had maybe a couple extra drinks than you thought you were, and the next morning you wake up and you, and you no longer exercise because you're like, hey, I'm taking the weekend. So you keep rewarding yourself with these things, like, what the hell, I've already had a couple of drinks, might as well have some pizza. By the way, I mean, we all do this mm-hmm. at every level, right? Like, it's yeah. like you go in there with a clear intention, and all of a sudden you wake up and you're going, what the hell? You, you almost use those words, right? Like oh, it's yeah. almost like, what the hell? I'm just going to go have this dessert, right? And you can't stop it. It's like it takes a lot of energy that you don't necessarily have in that moment to to do that. Um, and so, please do not reward yourself with another mistake or a bad habit of what the hell effect. Uh, and then be grateful for any small change that happens away. But there are four laws that will walk you through in, um, from uh, uh, Atomic Habits that talk about the laws of behavioral change. Mm-hmm. So are four things that you can do, and we've kind of been citing these things as a model of how to build better habits, right? So there is a model for how to do this. Number one, you make it obvious. So link any new habits to a pre-established habit and create a supportive environment. The thing that I think is the easiest way to do this is like whatever habit, and remember, you pick one habit at a time. You don't mm-hmm. go out there, Hallie, and try to pick 17 habits to develop all to at once. To try to create an entire yes, new life in exa- exactly. one week. Yeah. Exactly. I always think like the the first cue is what is, what is which is make it obvious as a cue, is I, I like to think of like things that are super easy and which will, that's actually step number three. Yeah. But like think about your, your passwords, like uh, lead generate for 90 minutes every day. Like that could be your password. That could be your answer to it or like 90 minutes every day, like whatever it is, like your passwords you have to do. Uh, and so make them something like a behavior change that you're trying to do. So your password could be, uh, again, if you're trying to lead generate for 90 days is 90 and that could be it, right? Like, and it's a cue for you to do it. The other thing is, is like maybe you're trying to, that's more on the business side, but maybe you're trying to exercise. So you put your shoes um, you know, actually we were listening to somebody yesterday who's on our leadership team talking about habits and they love to run. And so they actually put all of their running gear on underneath their work gear. Mm-hmm. So if they have an hour gap, that, yeah. they just take off their work gear and they're already in their running clothes and they go run. That's awesome. And so they already put yeah. it on. So as soon as they get that break, they're ready to go. And it's almost like I've already got my gear on. You're making it easier. So again, there's a lot of different make things that you can do to make it obvious um, and, and, and different things. I just wanted to add like another example to that because that uh, that one the example you gave maybe makes me think a little bit more of like the environment. Yeah. Um, but the obvious thing is like, okay, you're, you brush your teeth every day, right? So like right next to that, you might put your vitamins. Yeah. So then you start, that makes a very obvious, I mean, yeah. that's a little bit of environment too, yeah. but it clearly makes it obvious that that's, 
your cue is brush your teeth, then you do your vitamins. Yeah. And then, okay, well, then what can you add, else can you add on to that? You know, and it can... Exactly right. You can think of other examples in your yep. life. Yep, that's exactly right. Uh, number two, make it attractive. So it's a craving. So link new habits to a pleasurable experience or something else that you want. Um, like yeah. an example could be if you... Maybe you're, you really enjoy checking social media, right? I'm just using that as an example. And so you lead generate for two hours. And then after that, if you have 15 minutes that you can go on there and just be as you know unorganized or distracted as you want to. Maybe it's that you are, and this is something that I do for, for health-wise, it's like cheat meals. Like So I know I go pretty much 90% throughout the week with eating re- really healthy, right? And then I have two cheat meals that I allow myself per week. So sometimes they show up on a, on a Thursday, but most of the time they're like a Friday or a Saturday. Um, so you can kind of link it to something that, um, again, that's, that's, that could be more pleasurable. Maybe you have a better example of that. Yeah. I was just thinking of two, um, cause these are ones I have to like trick myself into doing. <laughs> so obviously I love reality TV. That would be the, like the go. pleasurable part. Yeah. Um, so I have to link something to that, uh, walking on the treadmill, running on the treadmill while I'm watching reality TV. You know, so that's creating a new habit while doing something that I might enjoy or somebody who really needs to, um, not needs to, but wants to create the habit of reading more, like actually reading a book. Well, maybe they love taking baths. Okay, great. So then when they're taking a bath and they can, they read 10 pages or 20 pages or whatever of personal development or a business book while they're doing that. I love that. Awesome. Number three, make it easy. It's got to be an involuntary action throughout the day. Again, that'd be a good example of that individual yeah. who wore the clothes. Or, yes. you know, if you walk through your door or even taking post-its and putting them on your thing, like, to, to do it. But you have to make the response easy. The cue has to, is number one, like, the cue. So what is it that prompts you to think about it, right? Again, mm-hmm. putting it next to your toothbrush or putting your password in there to make – because if you type in 90 every day, you know, like, you, you can't get out of the fact that you know that you're supposed to be lead generating for 90 days right now. The craving, again, you know, make it a pleasure experience that we just talked about the response has to be some involuntary action throughout the day so again like yeah. i think about it as like putting your shoes next That's to your bed when you get out of work get out yeah. or if you come home from work and you walk in instead of having chips on the table you yes. have you know, bowl of fruit that's already yep. cut up for you or that, you know, in the morning, this is what I, something I do. Like, you know, if you don't prepare it at night, you're going to mm-hmm. grab something else. So you've cut up cucumbers and put them in there. So it's so easy to grab. You make it yes. easy for the response to happen. If it yes. makes it difficult for it at all in the response, it's going to be very challenging because at that, you know, at six, it's so at night, it's so much easier to yeah. grab a bag of chips because you can just open the plastic versus if you have to cut up a cucumber and wash it and get it ready and all that stuff. I'm just using it as an example. Yeah, 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 no, but, example. Or if like, here's the other thing, like also like if you wanted to go like mountain biking or graveling or biking any sorts, like you have your bike in your car. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to go home first to go do yes. something. Maybe you want to go to a yoga class. You have your yoga stuff in your car. So if you go home, there's the likelihood of you probably getting back out there. It's slim to Exactly. None. So yeah. that's what making it easy. There's yes. things that you can do to prepare to make it easy to do this. Yep. The other thing is like, you know, from a, like a business side, uh, make it, you know, like listening to an audible, if maybe that's something you need to do, it's very easy for you to do, to listen to a book a week, right? Like you can listen to it in your car. You can listen to it while you're doing laundry. You can listen to it while you're walking or any of those type of things that you can do. So make it something that's very easy for you. And then four, make it satisfying. So it stays with you for a reward. I guess that'd be a better example of the cheat meal for the reward. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There of like something that you're doing with it, or even, um, the reality TV could be pleasurable because you're doing it while you're doing it, or it could be, Hey, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I'm going to do this but then make sure you get back into your habits. So those kind of the, I would say as long as you're not rewarding yourself with 
like you mentioned before, as long as like, let's say you've worked on your habit all week of taking your supplements every morning and getting your walk in or whatever, like, you know, maybe you've got two things that you're working on at the end of the week. I mean, yours is a very conscious cheat meal, but I'm thinking like all of a sudden that you will know you reward, you reward yourself with, you know, a whole day of a eating. Whole, those, yeah, yeah, or like it ruins all your gains. A whole yeah. night of like part partying and yep. alcohol or whatever. As long as you're not rewarding yourself with something that counteracts all of the great work that you did, which is why, um, you know, I like massages or because those Love are massages. those are also that's yep. a reward. It's, it's yep. a little bit more on the expensive side, so it might not be something I do every day or every week, right? But it feels like a reward. Yep. Um, or well, you know, there's also thinking, sorts of things that are good for you. Thinking about like if you're like thinking about like if you're creating a new habit around your personal spending, right? For people, yeah. like it could be like you're setting up your buckets, like you take 15% of all your income and you put it into a fun bucket. And then it's very easy to reward yourself because it's actually already done for you. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is, is kind of fascinating, uh, like, you know, a way to kind of approach it. Yeah. There. Or, or I was going to say like, that's a good example too. Like if your habit is, well, yes, you have that fun bucket. I'm also thinking like if you're trying to, you're trying to save as your new habit, then rewarding yourself by going on a spending shop, like a shopping spree might not be the best reward. Well, what if it was, but if it was like, you're like, Hey, I'm going to save 30, you know, 70 70 cents of every dollar. Yeah. 30 cents is going to go to the fun bucket and I can spend whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking from there. That way you can go hog wild with the 30, 30% do you pick your percentage that you have that's available for you to go spend in your fun bucket which is why I'm thinking about it that way you know I actually um, I don't know if you follow the the altruism movement at all in terms of around giving Um, but one of the the whole purposes of that is that like uh, very simple terms like the the altruistic movement around giving is designed so that you don't actually get an emotion from the giving I'm saying it a little off but basically Mm -hmm. what it's designed to do is be automatic and like a behavior so you don't think about it because um, like you're not trying to gain a external feeling from the giving from the giving it just is like almost automatic and set up so it's like great i'm gonna give 15 percent of my money away it's automatically going there and you just don't even think about it it's just gone that's like the whole altruistic movement kind of uh, portion there'd be some people that would come in there and, and fill in the gaps a lot more but that's essentially kind of what it is in terms of that it's almost like an unconscious habit that you just agree to give again i'm just using from the percentage like i'm going to give a percentage of all of my profits every year here and it just happens you don't write out an individual check and different things because the argument against this is like you you know if you gave somebody in a restaurant that looked like they needed a tip like $150 would probably create a better internal feeling than writing out a $20,000 check to, you know, um, some large charity that you never even see anybody that even says anything from. Mm -hmm. So it's almost not the dollar amount. It's, it's, so you're not trying to do the giving in terms of like trying to elicit a feeling. You're actually, the altruistic movement is like, I'm just going to give a percentage of this away to a charity that has the highest, um, opportunity to do something that, that I think is important. Um, but anyways, that's kind of like the, it's almost like a beha- unconscious behavior of what yeah. you're choosing to be able to do. Yeah. So again, the four laws of behavior change. Number one uh, is EQ. Like, what is that? Uh, number two, make it attractive. Number three, make it easy so you don't have to think about it. Again, we gave examples of all that. And four, make it satisfying. Some Find some sort of reward that you have with there. And then again, and then just lean into this. Enjoy the, the process of building habits. You are a habitual person. You, you're, you're having a human experience and part of the human experience is the habits that you have. It's biological. There's energy 
that's flowing through your body that wants you, we just call them habits, but they want you to create these things. So this is where you can use discipline long enough and willpower long enough to create habits that you want. And I think the the most important habit you can build is learning how to build habits because then you can really direct yourself to anything you ever wanted to do. You could, if you wanted to pick up a new sport, you'd have the willpower and discipline to create a habit. If you wanted to reach a new level of leadership, you can build the discipline and habits around leadership. If you wanted to, you know, get into the world of being a parent. Like you learn the discipline and relationships around what that looks like. Well, you're going to have to anyways, if you get into that world, but you get my point, right? Like you just have confidence because you know, you can get through it and you're willing to sit through the pain that most people won't to build the habit that'll actually fund uh, the life that they're looking for. Hey everybody, before you go, Helen and I wanted to ask you for a favor. As business owners, you understand that reviews and testimonials are an essential part of growing your business and reaching new audiences. Well, from two business owners to another, we would be incredibly grateful if you could support us by leaving a review. It does really help us get the podcast in the hands of other conscious business owners. So thank you.